Blair, you look a little nervous. Are you okay? Yeah. No, I'm not the most. I don't do well on podcasts. So, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean you don't do well on podcasts? Literally until I hit the record button, we're we're, we're like rolling hey, along. No. So basically, <laughs> once once you hit record, I I have like five thoughts, but then I go, I tell them in the wrong order, and then everything goes to shit. So, what are your what are your thoughts? Tell me your thoughts. I'm curious. Well, once you ask the question, they'll come, and then I'll probably start <laughs> talking bullshit, not saying the right things. So <laughs> perfect. I love it. Uh, It'll be a fun so, one. Uh, Ryan, who's who's on our on this this call as well, our little our producer, our, our young Jamie of this podcast, Ryan. Ooh, the young Jamie. The young Jamie of the podcast. That's right. Uh, he's a lot fitter than young Jamie. That's for sure. Yes. Ryan is a huge fan of yours, like oh. huge fan. He loves. He he's like he he. Uh, he's a big, big proponent of like Blair's making the games. Blair's going to make the games. He's making the games. He's going to crush it. And I was like, all right, like let's talk to this guy. So, are you going to let Ryan down, or are you going to deliver this weekend at Granite Games? I think that's, that's the number one question. I have. More pressure. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think it's doable. Absolutely. So with the workouts that came out, with how I'm feeling, with my mindset I'm in, absolutely. So I saw, I, I was doing a little bit of research on your Instagram and I saw you recently snatched 295, which is kind yes. of like your, your breaking past a bit of a plateau that you've been at for a while. Yeah. A month ago I hit 290, which was a, a 10 pound PR from like four years ago, <laughs> finally broke the drought. Um, but dude, with the, all the adrenaline there, I'm for sure going to hit 300 there. If not, the, well, <laughs> I'm calling I was gonna it. Say. Yeah, you should, that's good. You should call it. You should call it. Because I was going to say, you know, the apparently what it takes to qualify for the CrossFit Games now is a 300-pound snatch on the men's yeah, side. Yeah, I saw that. I saw and that. even Maybe that's not good enough. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, I know I know. there's going to be a few guys for sure hitting over 300. Yeah, Uh-oh. so here's your here's your 295. And this wasn't even pretty. I, I pulled a little too much. Oh yeah. You had 300 in you in on that lift. If you'd like, I, if you yeah. snuck in two and a half on the end of that bar. For sure. <laughs> so the two, the two ninety from like four weeks ago, looked way easier than that even. So yeah, it's, it's interesting how that happens, right? What do you think it was that, that was your, uh, that like kind of broke that four year plateau. It's not like you stopped snatching for three and a half years and then picked up a barbell again. You know, that's, that's a good question. Like, I feel like this last year, my coach, Mike, has had, he's been making me do like just power snatches all the time. I'm like, dude, when are you going to let me squat snatch? And like the last month and a half, I finally did it. And there's this, if you turn the audio on really loud right there, you'll notice I do this really obnoxious grunt in the first pole. And it works. It, make, it, when I, it works, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's scientific obnoxious. or what. But obnoxious is okay high pitched is the is the angle you don't want to take if you're sna- you're snatching it's like Ugh. that's cool that's great you're strong you're like you're basically just being like conan the barbarian if you're like huh and you snatch 300 pounds it kind of negates the 300 pound snatch just it's not a good look i i, I don't know if it, is it high pitched rachel it's weird i mean she said it's weird <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> What about a half seas? Like right now? Yeah, that's that's fair. In the middle. In the middle. That's that's fair <laughs> enough. Uh so 
tell me a little bit about this this past couple of years, this process that you've put into like dialing in your weaknesses. Because my understanding is that you were super duper close to making it to the Rogue Invitational a couple of years back and it didn't quite work out your way. And you went like really unconventional with like shutting down your competitive season and turning it into like, let's get better.com slash Blair's 2020 goals. Yeah. So the first year I tried to qualify for the rogue, um, I was close, but what, what, what were the work? I don't even remember the workouts. My memory is so bad. Um, my understanding is that you missed it by a handful of handstand pushups. That sounds accurate. Yeah, definitely. It was close. Um, so then after that, I made like, I was like, all right, my only goal next year is to qualify for rogue. You know, it was, it was on the background of my phone. Like it was what I was honestly shooting to train for more than the open and everything. Did I, I don't even know if I did the open. Yeah. Cause this last year going, kind of going into quarantine, I didn't even do the open cause I was more focused on that. Um, but then this year comes or this last year came around. I think I, f- finished like 12th or 13th in the qualifier you need to be top five and I was like oh you know I mean I was happy with how I did but whatever and then like a month later out of the blue I open up my phone because I'm about to head home Not, don't don't text and drive um I open up my phone and I look I look at my phone I, I'm on Instagram it's like rogue invitational top five qualifiers and my name was third I'm like what I almost started crying I ran back into the gym to Rachel, my fiance, who was in the middle of coaching. And I'm like, Rachel, Rachel, look at this. <laughs> um, I couldn't believe it. They scrubbed the leaderboard and I ended up being in third. And I was, that, that was like the happiest moment I had in a long time. Nice. Competitive wise. But um, then, you know, the pandemic hit and you were at those games too. And I was there too. That got canceled. Luckily, Rogue still went on, but it wasn't the same. Like it was, it was great to be part of the event. Like rogue is so awesome. They sent us equipment. I mean, a lot of people know that, but like, it's not the same as in person. And I thrive when people watch. And here we are just a couple days away from the Granite games kicking off and they're going to be people watching. Yes. I'm very excited. You're, you're kicking off a, a real like aggressive run for the games. I think you finished top 50 in yeah. quarterfinals right you're like 43rd or third or something yeah that sounds about right and so you're really kind of ramping yourself up for you know a big turning point like that that rookie individual performance at the CrossFit Games if you can put it together this weekend how does that process that we just talked about of you know missing the road qualification coming back a year later and meeting your goals how does that process not just physically get you closer to that goal of making the games but also you know mentally make you feel a little more confident about it that's a, that's a good question so i mean i've been doing it for 7 years right um every year like at least when i first started i'm like you know maybe i can do this thing maybe i can do this thing Eventually, I qualify for the pro division at Granite Games. Like, all right, you know, things are going well. And then once I qualified for Rogue, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm doing something right. Like, it is every year my confidence just keeps going up. Like, especially with the schedule I have right now, like, 
there's no reason for me not to believe I can make it. And it, like, even if I don't make it this year, for the next year or two, like I have no excuses. I, since I'm not working at my last gym anymore, I have basically all the time during the day. Um, I have like 20 remote clients that I love and that's all I have to do. You know, I don't see it being, or I don't, I don't feel like there's any reason I shouldn't be able to, unless I'm just literally not genetically there, you know? And I, you know, all the athletes say like, Oh, I'm willing to work hard. I am too, you know? And now I'm doing all these things that are 1% better. Like we just bought a sauna this year. Oh, it's, it's going good, you know. Are you doing are you doing like contrast baths or are you going like a sauna oh, yeah. and then like ice bath and then we're just going twenty five minutes hot. Hot one one eighty five to two hundred, yeah. It's that's honestly it's like doing another workout. And by the last five minutes, me and Rachel are, are pretty delusional. Our first time we were so delusional we actually came up with a high five for each other, like a you know, a cool handshake. <laughs> but, I mean but no, I, yeah, I, we're I, I, I wouldn't call that delusional. Like, you know, my wife and I have like a little secret handshake thing going on. So it's not really a secret handshake, but we have, we have like a handful of these weird, like handshake situations. Some of them start with the feet. Once you start including oh. the feet as part of like your little dance handshake greeting thing, then you're talking delusions. They're talking. Next to this? We need to step our game up. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I but yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. Think, things are adding that, up well. Yeah. So like, other than that sort of like, okay, got the sauna, like dialing in the little things, what are those little things? Cause for me, you know, like I've been doing CrossFit, uh, for about 12 years. Like I was decently fit, never made regionals or anything, but this was like way back before, like a long time ago, I, I tried to be competitive and I'm not, I'm not really interested in being competitive in CrossFit anymore. But to me, the process of improving in CrossFit, it's such an interesting thing because there's so many things to work on you know, what are the little knobs you're turning? What are the little dials you're switching around to, to get you that little 1% every single year, every single week? Well, the first thing, at least recently is now that, now that I'm not coaching from 5am to 10am every month, every day of the week, I get a lot more sleep. Um, I started working with an awesome supplement company called first form and they have like legit products. And just from taking the last few months, like that, that is a huge difference. Um, like we just bought a house. So things are going really smooth at our house. Um, I don't know. I've been very consistent, uh, honestly. Like I think in the last seven years, the longest I've taken off from actually training is like a week just because I don't like not working out. Cause then I feel like I'm gaining weight and then it's not good. But um, no, I, honestly, I've just been super consistent. Like I have a good coach and a good team. Like other things I've been doing, like, I, I, I reach out to people and they help me with certain things like mobility, like just all the little things. Like I've been very, I'm very lucky and grateful that I have like the perfect support team to help me with anything I need. So, mm -hmm. so who is your coach? Uh, my coach is Mike Vespa. He runs a company called Ruthless in Pursuit. Um, he lives up in Duluth, Minnesota. So everything's kind of remote right now. Why does that name sound really familiar? Mike Vespa. Who, who else does he coach? Um, Rachel Kenny, Brian Burr, Ellen. Um, he used to compete like back in 2015, 16, before he tore his bicep. Interesting. He's, he's, at, he's at the Granite Game. 
Uh, might be why it's so familiar because I, I mean I, I was at the Grand Canyon for like years in a row. Like when I was working yeah. at Flow, I think from for like three or four years in a row, I went I went up to St. Cloud. So that, that makes sense. That might be that might be why I know him. Uh, I feel like oh he does yeah, work. I feel like bigger. yeah. Oh yeah, well there you go, Ryan, yeah. Ryan coming in strong with the facts here. Uh, yeah, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't think even on the video that would show up. The chat would show up, but like Ryan is like typing in the chat, like he works with Victory Grips. It's like, hey man, come on, get in on it. Uh, <laughs> he does. So, yes. so you know, how how long have you been working with him? Is there is is that relationship something that's been really consistent across the seven years, or is that something that you kind of like got into over the past couple of years? It's definitely something we got back into in the last couple of years. First few years, I was doing Chris Feeler's programming, and then I, I stumbled upon Mike, and I worked with him for like a year or so, and then, I don't know, I just kind of had like a hissy fit, and I didn't like how the programming was going, so I did my own thing for a year. I did a little bit of, did a little bit of comp train. Um, then I tried doing it for myself, and then that was a nightmare because I'm one of those people that, uh, Oh, I have a weakness. Let's do it four times a week, you know? Um, but no, I got back with him after the rogue because I definitely need a lot more structure and he's been, he's a very good coach, especially with his wisdom. He's, he's a very smart man. What, what do you mean by his, his wisdom? So it sounds like it's more um, than just training. Well, I call him dad. He takes like, <laughs> he's only a year older than me, but, um, so he's both my and Rachel's coach and oh, fun, funny story. I used to coach Rachel and then I got her to move up from Pennsylvania to live with me. I tried coaching her for a year and that was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> we, we almost broke up. Um, so then she started working with Mike and like, he does a great job of keeping her grounded and falling off the cliff. If that makes sense. So, and he, he, he does a very good job with me too. So he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. It sounds like you, you broke both the cardinal rules. It's like, don't date your clients. Don't train your significant other. And you went two for two. That's strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you're, when you're prepping for a competition like this in a season, that's, you know, it's like the third new format we've had in three years. Uh, the sanctionals are kind of like, gone but sort of kind of the same because some of them yeah. are here for semifinals you know like what what effect does the format of the season even have on your preparation at this point or are you just like you know what it's dates on the calendar i'm ready for it regardless of what's going on and where it is i mean i think at this point uh, it's kind of like dates on the calendar like I, I i love the format of this year three week open a weekend of five workouts i thought it was great like that five week open, like it's too much, it was too much for me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a date on a calendar. Like I, I trust Mike complete with how like the programming and stuff. And I just do what he tells me to most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, you gotta, you gotta rebel a little bit against dad, right? Yes, exactly. Um, but I don't know. I kind of miss the sanctional stuff because that allowed us to go to multiple sanctionals, you know, like, after I saw like the mayhem one, I was like, Oh, I like, I would love to go down to Tennessee and do that one, you know? And then I could do that one month and then go to another one, like two months later or something. But I don't, I don't know. I probably plan on doing like Guadalupe just because I've never done it yet. And I want to go down to Florida. 
I could I I cannot recommend Wadapalooza more. It is an incredible event. Um, it's a great time. It's a great event. The competition's always fierce. They put up a big prize purse, so that's always fun. Uh, yeah. And if you're turning a corner and really hitting it, hitting it into the big leagues with the elites out there, I mean, you can cash in 10, 15, 20 grand if you have a good weekend. So man, that doesn't I'd, be suck. I'd be happy with a thousand. <laughs> well, then you're in luck. Fifth place at the Granite Games gets you a thousand dollars in the ticket to the CrossFit Games. <laughs> I, can, I can pay off my hotel. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, to pay for the gas to get up there in the hotel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you know you have competed at Granite Games before. You you have experience with the with the organization. You have experience with the competition. Do you think that gives you a little bit of an edge going in against some of the other big names out there? Absolutely. Um, this will be my sixth time doing Granite Games. It was uh, my so you're first... like, yeah, you've been there once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, granted, it was in St. Cloud instead of Minneapolis, but like the very first year I did it, I did a scaled team of two, and we ended up winning. I was like, oh, probably shouldn't do scales anymore. And two years of teams of three, and then two years of, of pro indie. So, like, I mean, we're it's, we're close enough, St. Cloud. Like, I, I understand what I got to do and how I'm going to feel and everything like that. So, do you have any uh, do you have any highlight moments from the past couple of years at, at Granite Games? Because you know, there's a couple of years uh, I remember. Like, did you do the event where they drove out, drove everybody out to like the, the golf course or whatever it was, like those ski, the ski hills, or I don't remember what they were supposed to be. And they just like slammed a bunch of weight vests on everybody and told you to run forever. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I did, I did that year and then the following year. So that first year, I mean, I, I'm not a good runner. I didn't do the great on the trail run, but then we had just a straight up 400 meter run up the hill. Right. Mm-hmm. That, I think that was my best event finish ever. I got third. And of course, the two uh, Panchak brothers beat me, but I wore I wore cleats, and I was like, "Oh yeah, tactical advantage." Then the next year, it was a slightly different workout. It was GHDs, sandbag cleans, and then you had to take the sandbag up. I'm like, "Oh, I'll wear cleats. I'll destroy this." I got to the top of the hill, and I couldn't walk, and my vision was like messed up and blurry. Like everyone started going down the hill after like the photo was taken. I'm like, "I'm I'm gonna need some time here." And like two of my buddies, like <laughs> helped me come down the hill because that messed me up bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm but, very curious to see uh, if they can capture some of that same vibe. Uh, I mean, it's hard to do the offsite events, and I don't think we're going to be seeing any offsite events. But still, no. Granite Games always had a lot of really cool uh, twists and turns to the way it handled itself. So I'm curious to see what happens now that it's moved to Minneapolis. Have you, know, you seen I all wonder, the workouts? I, I actually, that's that's a very good question ryan why don't we pull up all the workouts and take a look at them because i know that there's a max snatch and i just kind of hope that that keeps going for all the events like i really want to be able to see you know 55 300 pound snatches by the time all the semifinals are done just to see Um, how ridiculous it is now yeah and i know there's the one with the dumbbell thrusters and the running that was another one that had uh that had people kind of looking around but okay so let's see friday's event the first event is that max snatch Oh, it's, uh, it is the first event. It looks like it. Oh, thank God! <laughs> it's just a. St- I mean, it's it's listed first. It's listed okay. first. Okay. I hope that that's what that means. Uh, Friday, June fourth. It's a max snatch, and then the next event after that is eighteen, fifteen, twelve, nine, six, three of dumbbell thrusters with running. Uh, a pair of seventies. Yeah, ah, that's that's a. Those are some big boy dumbbell thrusters. Um, yeah. I te- okay. Yeah, I, te- I tested that one out. 
and it wasn't on a good day. I was a little lack of water and we'll just say it was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, that, that just looks rough as is. I wouldn't want to do that at the women's weight, much less using a pair of seventies. Sorry to interrupt. Little... Sorry to interrupt yeah, boys. Uh, Blair, you have, uh, you have experience doing this workout, correct? We did this yes. in 2018. I did it with a barbell and I'd rather do it with a barbell again. <laughs> So was it was it just as heavy? Was it 135? Um, yeah, it was, it was 135. Was yeah, and it was on an air runner. And this, I pr- they didn't say if there's an air runner, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be outside, just on the field. I have no idea. Yeah, they didn't say uh, let's see. The second day, the events are so close, but yet so far away. It's for time, oh. three two minute intervals, then one three minute interval of. Nine seven five three ring muscle ups, hang squat cleans, and burpees over the bar. And the remaining time of each interval workout, you pick up. Okay, so then okay, so you basically do the ring muscle up, hang squat clean, burpees over the bar, and yep. in the remaining time you have uh, the torque sled push or a torque sled drag, and then a sprint. Yes. Wow. So that I, I tested. It was actually pretty fun. That sounds that sounds gnarly. I mean, I think it's cool that the, <laughs> the work in each of the intervals goes down. So, like that last uh, that last interval, you're just doing the threes, right? If I am I reading yeah. this correctly, yeah. yeah. So that last interval, you're doing three, 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 and then you have the rest of that time to move the move the event or move the little torque drag thing, the torque sled. Have you used one of those before? No, I, I don't know anyone that has. I mean, they're a thousand dollars or. They're selling them for a thousand dollars. Retail price is fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, they look pretty. <laughs> they look pretty gnarly. They look pretty yeah. gnarly. Uh, I like how Ryan and I were actually talking about this not too long ago. I like how they kind of normalized the sled push deal. Um, yeah. For events, but I think that might be the exact reason why we're not going to see it show up at the games because uh, Castro loves to do things that cause a little bit of controversy, and there's no controversy around like an erg version of sleds uh let's see all right so then yeah right and then let's see the next event is the earn it event it's handstand walks skiing for calories deficit handstand push-ups skiing for calories handstand walk so given that you worked on your handstand push-ups for super long how does how does this one feel this is a lot of upper body so i actually tested it out and it went super duper well um but here's the thing so strict handstand push-ups is my like the real thing that slows me down deficit kipping handstand push-ups i have long arms so it kind of gives me like a good lever to be able to kip up really hard so nice. then so longer arms helps on the skier too so yeah okay I'm and then the last day the last day is three rounds per time 33 <laughs> wall ball 22 ghd 11 d ball cleans rest two minutes two rounds per time 22 toes to bar 11 D ball step overs. Ugh. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, that doesn't sound as bad as it really is. <laughs> really? It's, it's like, it's, it's a it's, sneaky one. Yes. The, the wall balls definitely start adding up by the third round. And Dude, here's so, the thing. Yeah, go ahead. The, 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 I practiced with a sandbag today. I actually was able to get my hands on a D ball. That's a lot worse than a sandbag. There's no give on it. 
<laughs> it just stays a sphere. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't conform to your body. So tell me those D ball stepovers. We saw those at, at rogue this past year too, right? That was like oh, the God. first time we saw those show up. What was yeah. that like? I don't know. Did you watch that event? I mean, I watched, I watched the squawk. I watched Velder do it. I don't know if I saw you do it. Did, Sorry. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> see me good doing it by myself at the end because my back blew up and I was just doing damage control. <laughs> just saying Blair. you had a great time. Yes, exactly. And then the score. Okay. So the score for uh, this event is two different scores. The first part is its own score. And then the second part is its own score. Ouch. Sure. I'm not worried about honestly. Yeah, the the toes to bar and the stepovers. That's I'm more excited about that than the first part. All right, all right. This is this is only eleven at a time. If it was like, are they doing? Do you know if they're doing the same standard for the cleans that they did at Rogue, where it's like on the shoulder to full squat clean? Is that what it looks like? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> or is it over? Or is it over the shoulder? It's hard to tell. I'm I'm assuming over the shoulder. I feel like if it was a squat, it would have been a squat, but. I didn't even think of that. I'm I'm assuming it's over the shoulder, just like a power. All right, fair that'd, enough. That'd be a I, totally different workout. I don't want to add. Yeah, I don't want to add like nightmares, uh, like oh, anxiety God. nightmares, because you hadn't thought about that. My bad. My bad. <laughs> if it was squat cleans, it would say it's squat cleans. Let's see. The last event is a sprint through, thirty mm. calorie row, three legless rope climbs, three regular rope climbs, nine devil's presses, and a fifteen yard double dumbbell overhead walking lunge. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, Did uh, you test this one as well? Yeah, I've done I've practiced devil's crosses like three times now in the last week at 70. Um yeah. It's it's just a funky movement because I don't know if we're allowed to dip under it or if we have to kind of do like that standard like like devil's press where you have to like not drop your like keep your legs locked out, you know? Yeah. Um but I, honestly the lunge is gonna be the worst part. <laughs> Oh sure, uh, yeah. Overhead walking lunges with seventies. Yeah. Uh, you know that's interesting. You should say that about the devil's press. I don't. I can't imagine they're going to be super strict about the devil's press being um, like clean snatches. And the reason why I say that is because there was a dumbbell devil's press. Thanks for the workouts, Ryan. I appreciate it. you. Can you can hop off now? The uh, the devil's press and burpee workout at Wadapalooza a couple years back like they were using 70s Mm -hmm. none of the athletes were by the time it was at the last rounds of it finishing it with the full like the clean snatch almost every single one of them were jumping underneath it in some way um I think even some of them were doing like the the clean and jerk almost like they're almost like catching it up and then pressing it the rest of the way which is kind of funkadelic too but yeah I practice for both, so should be good. Yeah, efficiency is all that really matters, right? Especially in a workout like that. Uh, yeah. The 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 now that we've looked at the um, the overall workouts, is there anything in there that really stands out as like, man, I know I'm the best in the world at this right now? Like, you got any home runs in there, or what? Uh, I mean, based off of some of the scores I heard. The uh, honestly, the handstand push up one I did pretty good on. Um, the snatch, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that's honestly one of the things. Oh, I, well, I shouldn't say that the one with the sled, the the muscle ups, burpees, and squat cleans, those are butter for me. Like, I, I love a heavy barbell, 
and I'm sad there's only a snatch and uh, the hang squat cleans that workout. But like the hang squat cleans for me are bread and butter. Like that, I, I plan on finishing that before the, the final round of three for sure. So, nice. That's uh, dude, you're calling your shot 300 pound snatch and you're finishing that workout before you get to that three minute interval. Absolutely. I love it. Well, yeah, no, I, I'm excited. Yeah. Blair, good luck this weekend, man. It's going to be really exciting. I think it's going to be cool to see. Uh, first of all, it's going to be cool to see Granite Games as a qualifier for the CrossFit Games. I'm really pumped yes. about that. It's, it's Absolutely. been a great event for a long time. Um, but I am also very interested to see if you can live up to Ryan's expectations and just not let let his let his young, like loving heart down. He's just such a big fan. He just really wants to see you succeed. No pressure. <laughs> no <laughs> pressure, man. Uh, I appreciate your time, Blair. It's great talking to you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Armin.